Hey you, welcome to Rise and Shine. I'm Patience Axman. I'm a wife, a mother, a photographer, natural health advocate, and adventure lover. And on this podcast, I chat with experts and friends about how to live intentionally, pursue abundance, and create a beautiful, joy-filled life. Today's conversation is with one of my all-time favorite humans, Lisa Pennington. Lisa is my amazing mom and one of my biggest inspirations for so much of who I am and what I do. She's the queen of home decorating, organization, and making ordinary things beautiful. And today she's sharing some of her favorite tips for making your home beautiful and unique to you. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this. I'm excited. Thank you for asking me. I'm super excited. It's about time I had you on the podcast. Let's start by um, just sharing a little bit about who you are and what you do. I'm mom to patients and eight other amazing people. Grandma to three people. I've been married for 34 years and uh, I live in Texas. Uh, Those are the things I do for others. The things I do for me is I definitely love creativity. I write and decorate. Decorating is what got me started in kind of the blogging world. And so, yeah, I like making a pretty house. It's beautiful. I'm always inspired and I can't wait to dig into that. What are some of your earliest memories of things that have formed your perspective on creativity, on kind of thinking outside the box? Oh, when you, when you threw me that question to think about, I was like, Hmm, you know, like what? are my earliest memories because I'm I'm not young like like probably most of the people listening to, to us are young but I'm not young so I'm trying to think back I would say my parents my mother is very creative my parents were very uh willing to take risks you know with things um they were doing their own remodels and stuff when people didn't do that there weren't even like loads of Home Depot like you couldn't even buy things like tile and tools you know but besides just your basic tools and and so they would like figure out how to do stuff and and they would they would do they would do whatever they wanted in their house I think it just was it seemed normal to me and then I was really creative my mom was always having to hold me back because I was constantly wanting to redo my room and um, rearrange and redecorate and cut things up and make new things and and so I was kind of both of those things I think I just it was just in me from from always you know when you were first married and first starting your home let's start there what what were some of the things that you did to make it beautiful so we were really poor I mean when your dad and I were uh we got married when we were 21 and we were we were like beans and rice poor, you know, <laughs> we were really poor. And so we didn't have money for things like that. So um, I remember going to like Bible studies at ladies' houses that had made these beautiful homes. And I would just look around and I would think, how do you get from where I am, you know, to this, <laughs> where you can have this gorgeous home. We were renting houses that were kind of in like sketch areas, you know, and so basically what I did was I uh, had a part-time job like on the weekends helping a lady who was a fabric designer and a home decorator and I loved that so I asked her if I could just work for her Um, and so she would she knew I was really poor and she would give me big bags of scraps like garbage bags full of scraps and she would say you can have these if you want and so I started by getting stuff out of people's trash and using those scraps and stitching them together believe it or not we, we made blocks, furniture out of cinder blocks like 
but it was cute. <laughs> it was always really cute. It was just, you know, you don't have to have money, but it was more work <laughs> than it is now, you know? Yeah. But yeah. But I was always driven to make a pretty home. So that's what I did. And what about your house now? Yeah. So we bought this little tiny farmhouse. This was my dream, y'all, to have buy a little farmhouse and add on to it. And then, you know, it's a little bit, be careful what you wish for, because we live in a hundred year old house that has all hundred year old problems, but we, then we added on. So we kind of doubled the size of it and um, yeah, that's where we live. I'm, I'm constantly changing it constantly today. <laughs> I <believe laughs> I'm changing it. it. Yeah that's where we live now. So it's not nice. You know, you go into these new houses that have these beautiful arch doorways and these 12 foot ceilings. And I don't live in that, but we're very happy with, with it. It's, it fits us. Do you know your Enneagram number? That's something I like to ask people. I do. I'm a one wing two. How do you feel like that, uh, influences the way that you view decorating? I think it makes me very driven. I think it makes me very like, see, I mean, you'll probably laugh, but I don't think I'm a perfectionist. I am very um, particular, but if things don't have to be perfect for me. But I do think because a one is kind of a perfectionist, I do think it it drives me that way. And also, honestly, being a wing two, I do think of my home as a place to serve others. And so I really want it to be constantly service ready. So I do things like make sure rooms, extra rooms are ready or with really comfortable seating. It's really comfortable place to be. You know, I think that comes from my wing too. It's interesting what you said about being more particular than you are perfectionist, because I hadn't thought about that before, but I think about the times that I look at my home and I say things like, oh, I, I wish I just had, you know, all this money and I could do this. And you say, well, it doesn't have to be perfect. You can make it look beautiful with the things that you have and organize it or bring, bring some kind of order out of the chaos, if that makes sense. Well, your house is darling. Your house fits you and my house fits me. That's what I love about both of our homes. So over the years, you've, you've done a lot of home decorating projects, DIY projects, you blog about it, both like big projects and then just like little decorating things. What are some of your experiences with helping others kind of brainstorm for their homes? And what are maybe some common questions that you get asked when people see your home? Oh, that's a good question. But it's two questions. So I'm going to start one. And then if I forget the other one, you'll have okay. to tell me. Okay. So helping others, that is something I I do a lot. Like what happens every time I show a picture of something in my house, the most common comment is like, come do my house. <laughs> right. And so I will often go to someone's house and they'll ask me to help them, you know, with a room or something. Back in the day, like in the nineties, it was kind of a thing where you could hire these ladies to come to your house and you would like leave for three hours and you would come back and they would just like have rearranged all your stuff and it would be so much better. And I always thought that's what I would be good at. <laughs> you know, I don't really care what you have, but I do think I can make it better. So I, I like that. I don't go into someone's home like as a decorator. I like to just help them make better with what they have, with maybe a few, a few added things. So I started showing what I do on the blog, what I do with my house. And that's how I ended up 
with all these projects and working with different companies, which I don't do that anymore, but um, it's hard. Like that takes a lot of time. <laughs> but what was the second part of your question? What are some of the most common questions that people, oh, people ask, ask me? You. Uh, paint colors is a very common question. How do you pick paint colors? Because I'm very bold with what I'll do with my furniture. Like, you know, we painted our, I painted my piano. I've painted old school lockers. I'll take doors off of things. I'll remake into something. I don't have a fear of like ripping something up and, and making it something else. And so I get a lot of questions where people send me pictures of something they own and will be like, what would you do with this? You know? Um, so, but what's funny just to say this, what's funny to me is about that is I'll put a few minutes in and I'll tell them what I would do with it, especially if I get like a real good vision for it when I first see the piece. And 90% of the time, their response will be why they can't do that. <laughs> you know, mm. like people are afraid. So I think my real message is like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of messing it up. Don't be afraid of ruining it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And I, the piano, you mentioned that, that you painted the piano, which is so cute. I like ever since then, someday I want to have a piano and paint it. Um, but I, I remember so many comments that people made about that. Um, specifically i got a lot of flack for that i reached out to several like um piano tuners and piano companies and i was like do you think there would be any harm in painting one and pretty much across the board they were like um probably not but why would you do that you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm very into like what a color how it makes you feel and what it does to the room and so to me, this big brown thing in the corner was sucking energy out of the room. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. And so I'm like, well, then it shouldn't be brown because I wanted the piano. And what, what if I painted it? And honestly, that's how long has that been? Like 15 years at least. And it's still one of my favorite things. It's the same color. It's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Was there anything like special you had to do with it or? Well, it's, you know, you can't like sand it. It's like some sort of vernier that you can't. So I had to use oil-based paint, which I typically don't like to do. It's just hard to work with. And it takes longer. I also, when I say I'm not perfectionist, because you know this, you might think I'm a perfectionist, but also like, I want it done fast. I don't want to, I don't want this project to last three weeks, you know. So painting that piano took a while because you have to like let it all cure before you can do the next. So it was a job. It was a job, but I'd Mm -hmm. do it again. I think that's something that people, something that actually holds a lot of people back from doing a project is they've seen it like done on a YouTube video or on TV where everything is done like in depth as long as it can possibly take. And they just feel overwhelmed by that. I am. Well, I love a list. I think that's probably a Enneagram one thing about me and I will break things down into a list, but I do not want to start something that's going to take me very long (laughs) I really and if it's not done perfect but it's done so I'm happy with it yeah I love that but that Um, piano I did I did give it the time was kind of my point mm -hmm. one of my very few projects that I was like you know I'm gonna do this right yeah well and everything that you've done looks amazing but it's just that you don't it, you don't always care if like the underneath underside of the table is sanded or, or another example, I think like people, a lot of people think that if they're going to repaint something, they have to strip the old paint off before they put the new paint on. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like 
people, I mean, I'm not advocating this, but like, I don't paint the inside of my cabinets. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't care. It's like, start with the, with the thing that's most important to you. And then if the inside doesn't ever get painted, cause you don't have the time, at least it's cute on the outside. Right. And it doesn't make any kind of like, um, practical difference. So I don't care. I love that. But you're um, allowed to care. Let me just say that if you want that done and you want it to, to be like really great on the inside, when you open the inside, do it. I just don't care. So obviously you are so brilliant at what you do and we can't all have your brain, <laughs> but with you don't want my brain, you don't want to be in here. <laughs> it's scary. It's weird. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> with decorating on a budget, like say, say I tell you, I don't like the way that my living room looks at all. I have $300. Mm-hmm. What can I do to make it better? What would be um, kind of some broad tips of directions to head with that? Well, of course, I'd interview you further. Like, what is it you don't like about your living room? Blah, 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 right? Because everybody's got something different. Like, you have these two great new couches. So you can be like, well, these are great, but I hate, you know, this or that. Or this corner bugs me or whatever. So first, we we discussed that. But let's just say <clears throat> it's kind of universal problems. So I was thinking about that. One of the things you'll know this because I've told y'all this all the time. There's four things you have to have in a room. Do you know what they are? Um, I know too. Let's see if you listened. <laughs> Something black, a plant, books. Books. And you want uh, good lighting. Oh, okay. So not just your, the light that's on your ceiling fan not just some task light that you have somewhere, but like a, a good light. So, you know, lamps, things that are down low, things that are soft, a bit soft light, even like Christmas tree light. Oh man, that's my favorite. Okay. So you want those four things. So I would say if you were just doing it yourself and you didn't know what to do and your room just wasn't working, get all the clutter out of it and put some of those four things back in. Clutter is another problem. You and I are both not into clutter. I always will say to someone, is there anything black in your room? Cause you, people aren't drawn to black. Mm-hmm. Then you put it in and it just really adds a, it adds a warmth. Yeah. I, I keep that in mind. I think when I'm doing my home, like we did our, we did our lower cabinets, um, almost black because I want all white, all white. And then I remember that you had said that and I like it so much better. Cause I feel like it just, it's balanced or something. It, yeah. And it really, it just, it, it has like, um, like a depth to it that white doesn't have. Now I love white. I'm with you. I'm upper cabinets are white. Um, but it's, but it's, I don't know. It's just got more character. Yeah. But even if you don't want to paint something black, you can, you can do a, um, you know, a, a, a chandelier that's black or a candlesticks that are black or wrap some books in black or you know, just some little something pillows. Yeah. What about um, like furniture arrangement? Because I think that can change a space so much. What are some common mistakes that people make with that? The most common mistake people make is lining everything up against the wall, making everything a square. That's the most common mistake people make. I walk into people's houses and I like, I have to really hold my mouth shut and not start like getting that stuff away from the walls. Um, I would say if you don't have a vision, like, for whatever reason God gave me, like I was saying when I was a kid, I can walk into a room and just see it, right? How it should be. Right. But most people can't do that. In the same way, I can't see, I can't open a cookbook and just be like, oh, I'm going to make this. Like, I don't have that. I don't have that gift. So uh, 
if you have a friend that's good at it, or you like the way she arranged her room, then like invite her over. That's my tip. Don't, don't be frustrated that you can't do it. You cook for me and I arrange for you. That's, that's, that works. <laughs> that's great. Um, what about, you mentioned clutter. What about like just stuff? What are maybe a few tips for getting stuff organized and off the floor? Oh yeah. So I'm very like, don't have stuff on the floor. Don't have those, those books that you haven't read yet that are in a stack, the laundry. Um, we have a pantry that the, the kids tend to like put Costco size boxes on the floor. Uh, you know, I'm, like as if it were a bottom shelf and I'm always just like, no, 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 I can't have anything on the floor. My tip really is <clears throat> this is so basic. I feel like this is the most basic podcast you're ever going to have, but my tip for that is never just put something down. Everything should have a place and it should always go in the place. Okay. That's, it's not really, I mean, you're my favorite youngest daughter. That's not really your gift. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's okay. You just asked for my tip. Yes. No. And you helped me with that so much last year with like, if it doesn't have a place, then it's always going to be a mess because you don't know where to put it. Even like your junk mail or things you bring in that you're just every day you're going to bring in your purse and your car seat and your, you know, your diaper bag or whatever. Well, why not just make a place for them instead of just, they're always just plopped somewhere. Right. Even if it's just this little spot by the front door, that's where we stick the baby car seat or whatever. It doesn't have to be decoratively nice, but like, this is just, this is where that goes. After I take a shower, this is where the towel goes. So hook right here for it. Right. So good. And I mean, you say that sounds basic. But I think a lot of us need to be reminded of that. I know I need to be reminded of that. Um, those of us who don't have that gift <laughs> need to be reminded of that. I mean, Pinterest is such a big deal now, right? I look at Pinterest all the time. Um, and a lot of people will say, like, you know, Pinterest isn't real or Pinterest isn't real life. And I know you have said, like, because I see your stuff on Pinterest. Um, and that is real. Like, I lived there. Um, yeah, it's real. That's really important to me that it be real, that it's yeah. not just for show. But I think where you're going with that is I have a lot of blogger friends and for a lot of them, it's not real. It's so funny. I'll see like a neighbor in town or something. We live in a small town and they'll be like, I was looking something up on Pinterest and I saw this thing that was your house. Did you know you're on Pinterest? And I'm like, yeah, you know, you just put things on Pinterest. <laughs> it's like, I, I just put it there. It's crazy that people think it's like some kind of publisher right it's not right. it's just another platform yeah so uh I mean just take it or leave it I, I've never been a person who felt a lot of pressure to be like everybody else and I've never been a person who would look at Pinterest and be like oh, I'm a failure because I don't have that perfection I don't have perfection in a lot of areas like cooking is the one that I'm very transparent about because I'm terrible at it and I don't I don't care. Like I still have to cook and I still sort of try, but it doesn't bother me that I don't have that gift. God didn't give me that gift. I mean, we're not starving, right? And right. You're, if you're in your house and it's not the perfect, beautiful Pinterest house, like, okay, well, you're still comfortable on your couch watching your Netflix. Like it doesn't matter that much. What I like Pinterest for is when I am helping somebody do a room and I'll be like, go on Pinterest and pin 10 things. And then let me look at them. It is, it just gives you ideas. It's right. not, it's not meant, you're not supposed to be like that. You're supposed to be inspired by that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And as far as different giftings, 
um, what would you say to the person that's like, I'm not organized. I mean, you mentioned if you're not good at decorating, you know, bring a friend into that. But I think a lot of people feel better when their house is in order. So if they're, if they're like, I'm not an organized person, you know, I would fit into that category. Um, what would be some of your suggestions for that? My suggestion for that would be to bite off little bits at a time. So then just like, maybe make a list, maybe make a mental list, maybe fly by the seat of your pants, whatever, but just like, like say, whatever fits in your time schedule, I'm just going to throw out there every Thursday afternoon for an hour, you just pick something in your house and you, you just work on it for an hour and then you just don't do any, it's like your junk drawer or your linen closet or the one bedroom drawer that your underwear is so crammed into, you can't get it open or close. Like just pick one little spot and clean that out. You know, yeah. I mean, you don't have to Marie Kondo the whole place to really get it where it's functioning better. Right. I cleaned out my, my underwear drawer or it wasn't really like my underwear drawer. It was my, um, uh, like bathing suit ish drawer. I didn't even really know I had a bathing suit drawer until I couldn't get it open. <laughs> and I was like, what all is in here? And so it happens to even me, even though I'm pretty organized, I mean, you know, I'm pretty tidy and pretty organized, but, um, I just pulled it out. And I just dumped everything out of that drawer. And I was like, there's five things in here. I don't even need, you know, and then I just got rid of them and then happy drawer. Just do it. Just do a little bit. But again, if you have a friend that's really good at it and you open your closet and you're so overwhelmed that you just have to close the closet, you can't do with it. Get your friend who's good at it to come over, trade with her, babysitting for two hours of closet organizing. Right. Yeah. People that love that would happily do that in exchange for. <laughs> I like beg to come to your house and organize stuff. Right. <laughs> it makes me so, not just you. I'm not targeting you just because I'm talking to you. No, your I other love siblings. It. All of your siblings, I want to go to their house and organize things. Yeah, I went to your brother's house two weeks ago and I was like, let's work on this closet. And I just brought in all this stuff from like Target and we organized it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's such a blessing. I feel like all of the areas in my house where you've helped me with it, I'm able to keep it more under control. So sometimes just bringing someone in to kind of jumpstart, let's make a system can help, can help with like keeping it up. And, and make it manageable. Don't say to your friend, let's organize my whole house. Just be like, hey, can you help me with my dresser? Or hey, can you help me with the bathroom cabinet? Right. And get that one spot cleaned out and then resist the urge to just fill it with junk again until you get into that habit and then pick another spot. Right. That's super good. Um, to finish up, um, I wanted to ask this question. What would you, if you could go back and tell like you in your 20s, something what would it be let's see in my 20s I think I would just be like like chill this is the process being in your 20s and not having it all together is part of the process I still don't have it all together but I certainly at my age now feel pretty like settled into my life you know even though not that I don't have problems but you know what I mean like mm -hmm. I don't have babies I'm not poor I kind of gone where I wanted to go you know it's like I'm I haven't arrived. I hope, I hope there's a lot more ahead, but it's different in mm -hmm. my twenties. I'll just be like, calm down about it. Just enjoy, enjoy the moment. Enjoy the process. Yeah. I'll learn and things are hard and all that, but like stop wishing you were already there. I had, uh, three babies in my twenties and marriage, new marriage, poverty, a lot of moving. My husband was in college. My twenties are hard. They're just hard. They're, they're meant to be hard. So it's the foundation of your adulthood. It's, it's fine. Even if Pinterest makes it look 
not hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't feel sad that when I was in my 20s, there was no Pinterest, no social media. I probably would have made a big old fool of myself. <laughs> I'm really glad I don't have, I didn't have that till I was like, well underway in my life. So for the 20 somethings, I guess I would say like, don't wish you had what your parents have. Don't wish you had what your Pinterest friends have. There's always somebody who looks more perfect than you, who looks like they have it more together than you. But I promise they don't. Somewhere in their life, you you have something together that they don't have. Like maybe you have a happier relationship or maybe your relationship with your parents is good. Or, you know, like there are things that they wish they could have that you have. It's just not as Pinterest worthy. So let's yeah. just all be, let's just all be ourselves. I just don't want to leave people with like, here's how to have a perfect home. Your home should be a reflection of who you are. And if who you are is furniture around the walls, then just be that. That's what I would say. I love it. I love it. That's a perfect way to end it. Where can people follow you and keep up with what you're doing? Well, I am everywhere at um, the Pennington Point. So that's what we call our little house where we live. And so that's what my blog is, the Pennington Point. Instagram is Pennington Point. Facebook, everything's Pennington Point. Thank you so much. I know this is going to be an encouragement. I've had so many people ask me to have somebody on to talk about the home and decorating and you have, you just constantly inspire me and you've taught me so much with that. So you the same, babe. I know that you, um, you guys do things that I'm not good at. I'm always, I'm always impressed. I loved this conversation so much. So many of these tips I have heard over the years and implemented into my home. I'm always learning so many things from my mom and I hope it was a blessing to you too. I hope that some of the tips and pieces of advice that she shared help you in your home to make it uniquely you, to make it beautiful, and also not feel pressure to make it something that doesn't matter to you. I hope that it inspires you to go for it, be creative, take risks, and have fun doing it. Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. You can follow me on Instagram at Patience Axman, leave a comment on my latest post, or DM me to continue the conversation. Subscribe to this podcast and leave a review to help other people hear more inspiring stories and ideas from conversations just like this. Until next time, rise and shine.